Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Well, today is the last week of our series called The Blessed Life. Hoy es la última semana de nuestra serie La Vida Vendida. And I hope you guys learned some valuable truths about God's Word over the last month. Espero que haya aprendido algunas verdades valiosas sobre la palabra de Dios durante el último mes. <clears throat> Remember, recuerda, this is the blessed life. Esta es la vida bendecida. This is the blessed life. life. Week one, primera semana, we learned that generosity is all about the heart. La generosidad es todo sobre el corazón. We are all born with a heart issue. Todos nacemos con un problema cardíaco. I have a heart issue. You guys know that? In, in medically, they call it uh, idiopathic dilated cardiomyopathy. I would sound like I was speaking in tongues just now. I have a heart issue. All of us in here have a heart issue. Not like I, like I have, but God literally wants us all to be born generous, born again generous. You guys hear me? We're born selfish, but we're born, but we have to be born again generous. We also learn that God is interested in your money. Dios está interesado en tu dinero. God's interested in your money. Don't get it wrong. Why is God interested in your money? Luke chapter, tw- um, Luke chapter 12, 34 says this. For where your treasure is, donde está tu tesoro, there your heart will be also. Tu corazón también lo será. When you get your heart saved, you can get your wallet saved. You guys, you guys want your, your wallet saved? You want your bank account saved? Get your heart saved. Week two, la segunda semana, no entramos de la prueba. We found out what about what test. That was week two, right? I had a stroke. stroke. Every time we get paid, cada vez que nos pegan, there is a test on who we thank first. Malachi chapter 3 and 6 says, God says, I am the Lord your God. I do not change. You guys remember that when we talked about Malachi chapter 3? He said, God said, I do not change. 
Look, I know what the world says right now about what's going on. And, you know, we have to update the Bible about how, what people think and what this is. No, God says, I don't change. I was the same yesterday, today and forever. You can bank on what God says. If it was wrong, then it's wrong now. And it's going to be wrong later. We also learned that tithing is a principle of ordinary behavior. Tithing is a way to keep us blessed and to keep us from being cursed with a curse. And last week, we asked ourselves this. Soyo generoso. Am I generous? I want you to understand that God created us blessed. Dios nos creó para ser bendecidos. No con suerte. Not lucky. God created us blessed. You guys got that? See, Christians want their cup overflowing to make their lives more convenient. La mayoría de los cristianos querían que su copa rebose para hacer su vida más cómoda. Listen, I can't lie to y'all. Everybody wants to live a life of comfort and convenience. Can I get an Amen. If you had a chance, if somebody gave you a brand new Benz, wouldn't you want to have it without the payment? Come on, y'all. Just as a side note, comodidad y conveniencia no se encuentra en la Biblia. Comfort and convenience isn't a luxury found in the Bible. Just want to let you guys know that now. We also learned that giving reveals two things about ourselves. Giving will reveal a heart of generosity, but giving also will reveal a selfish heart. When we give, we can tell them somebody that's a giver because they give generously. They give abundantly. But also what happens is a lot of times, a lot of people like to hoard and hold on to stuff. And that shows that when you don't give, it shows that your heart literally is a selfish heart because you're trying to think more about yourself than anything else. So somebody say bless. Bless. Should have made you get up here and play it. Being blessed in the city. Now, listen, we also talked about the three levels of giving. We talked about the tithe, the offering, and extravagant offering. I want to just reiterate this to some of you guys who weren't here over the last few weeks. Tithe, the tithe is 10%. It is 10%. And you guys realize that 95% of Christians don't tithe. I didn't say giving. I didn't say a donation. I was talking about tithing. I can't go over it today. We talked about it last week. You can go and, and listen to the, the podcast. You can listen to the videos. But I'm here to tell you that the tithe does not belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. Amen. The next one was an offering. God said specifically in Malachi chapter 3, he says, you have robbed God. How do you rob God? By holding on to your tithes and offerings. 
We learned about that. But then we also talked about an extravagant offering. We saw that there was a reward of generosity. We saw in Mark chapter 14, 9, um, God, God even said this about, about uh, Mary, Mary's um, generosity. He said, surely I say to you, wherever this gospel is preached in the whole world, that this woman has done will also be a memorial to her. So now every time that you mention Mary, she's not just remembered about what she did and her generosity, that what people, people are talking about what she, he, she was given. God said, guess what? You will be remembered for your generosity, but guess what? I'm not going to sit down and pop people think about what her sin was. Now, I don't know about you, and I talked about myself last week. You know, I'm not known because people don't, people know me now as John Butcher, senior pastor of the Building Christian Fellowship, but some people in here knew, knew me way back when. But I'm not known for what I used to be. I'm known now for what I do. I'm known for the grace of God that is on my life. Proverbs 22 and one says this, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. Listen, you will never do the first, which is tithing, or you will never do the last two until you start tithing first. That's the first thing that God wants you to do. So week one, it's all about the heart. Week two, it was what test? Week three, am I generous? And today, we're going to learn about the principle of multiplication. The principle of multiplication. Do me a favor and turn to Luke 9, 12, and 17. When the day began to wear away, the 12 came and said to him, send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions. For we are in a desert place here. But he said to them, this is Jesus. He said this, you give them something to eat. And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. Then he said to his disciples, make them sit down in groups of 50. And they did so and made them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled and 12 baskets of leftover fragments were taken up by them. Amen. Now, I need you guys to understand that this, this same story that we see in all four Gospels is, is talking about the, the, the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000. 
But let me give you a little quick side note and a little history so that you guys can understand something. During these Hebrew times, during this time, you guys have to understand that when we're seeing here that there were 5,000 men, that they didn't count just 5,000 men. They only counted the men, men. They were above a certain age, so when there was 5,000 men, you have to understand they usually had families. So there was usually a husband, a wife, and children. So if you go and do the math and you, you look at everything, literally during this time, there were probably about 20,000 people that was being fed with a few pieces of bread and two fish. I need you to see this miracle because everybody talks about, man, that's a lot. of. We, we, we had men's breakfast the other day. We had about 34 men and it was hard just to feed those guys. But can you imagine trying to feed 20,000 people? That's a logistical nightmare to even put 20,000 people in a place that didn't have seating. We know that there was about 5,000 men. Matthew chapter 14, 21 says, now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. So the, the Bible tells us there were more than just men, there were women and children, about 20,000. So today I want to talk to you guys about the principle of multiplication. Now, just to let you know something about Pastor John, I'm, I'm not a big mathematician. I'm pretty good at math. I used to be really good at math before I had the stroke. Now, the weird thing about it, I mean, like I could, I could do things in my head. My wife would go, how, okay, this is this much, this is this much, this is this much, and I could tell it to you like that. Since the stroke, I can't even add 27 plus 35. I can't do that. But I will tell you this much. When we sit down with meetings, and I'm sitting there with Jackie, and, and, and somebody says, hey, you know, uh, the, the children's ministry needs this. I'm going to look at you and go, uh, no, deny. Because <laughs> I'm a numbers guy. I, I, I just want to know how much it is. I'm, this, is a, this is the honest truth you guys have. It, 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 it bothers pa, uh, Pastora. It bothers Jackie. It bothers everybody because when they go, well, well, you know, we really need this. I'm like, how much is it? Did you do your homework? Because I'm all about the numbers. I'm just all about those numbers. And, and now, I, I, now, I need, now I need my phone to start doing stuff. But listen, you guys, literally, I'm about the numbers. But also, I'm no mathematician. Wasn't before. But I'm going to explain something to you so you guys can understand this. Multiplication, in a, in a multiplication formula, there are two items being multiplied, and they're called factors. And the result of their multiplication is called the product. Okay, you guys with me? When one of the factors is zero, the product will always be zero. Oh, we got some mathematicians here. Zero, zero multiplied by one is zero. zero multiplied by a million equals zero. Yes. Okay, so now you guys understand that. God has blessed us all with something. So don't sit here and look at me and say that you don't have anything. Because so many times we talk about and we say, well, I don't have anything. I don't have enough. I don't have, no. God specifically has given you something. 
And God will not ask you for what you have, or, or, or excuse me, God does not ask you for what you don't have, but he will ask you for what you do have. Kind of sounds like a young boy that's like, look, I ain't got enough. All I have is five loaves of bread and two fish. See, Jesus didn't ask what you didn't have. I want to know what you do have. So many times we sit down right now. I, I don't have the money for the house. I don't have the money for the car. I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, what do you have? So we're going to talk about the principle of multiplication because, listen, stop saying that you don't have anything. Because God has already given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. So the first principle of multiplication is this. Number one, things tend to multiply after themselves. Things tend to multiply after themselves. In the story that we were talking about, about the bread and the, and the fish, when they were multiplied, God took that multiplication and he grant, granted, I need you guys to understand this, Jesus can do anything he wants. He can change water into wine. You guys understand that? One of, the, one of the things that the, the, that the devil tried to tempt Jesus was is turn these bread, the, the stones into bread. God, Jesus, God is God all by himself. He can do whatever he wants to. He can turn something into nothing. But usually God will multiply something after its own kind. It's usually more common to see in the Bible that God will multiply what people have. Listen, if you exercise muscle, you're going to gain muscle. You, you, you can lose fat and you can gain fat. So if you eat, guess what? You're going to multiply. If you pour yourself into your studies, the result will be greater knowledge. If you exercise your voice in song, in time, you'll be a better singer. If you teach, your teaching skill will improve. Put a boy rabbit with a girl rabbit, and guess what? It's going to multiply. Apples bear more apples. Plant corn. Seeds of corn, and guess what? More, grow, more corn grows. Jesus said it uh, basically like this in Luke chapter 6 and 38. He says, give and it will be given unto you. Now, this is multiplication. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over uh, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use it, it will be measured back to you. Now, in this whole scripture, I want you to circle the word it. Just circle it. And what is it? It corresponds with what you give. It will tend to multiply after itself. If you need forgiveness and you give forgiveness, you're going to get more forgiveness back. It will multiply itself. If you're a judgment, if you're a person that gives a bunch of judgment, you're going to get judged more than you've judged. In Matthew chapter 25, 14 through 30, there's a parable of the talents and the three servants that were entrusted with sums of money. I don't have time to teach it, but it talks about a master that had to leave and he left one with one, one with three, and one with five. 
The good servant returned to the master more of what he had trusted him with. When he gave him the five, he returned him back double. This is the whole principle of multiplication. God wants to give you something, but in return, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to multiply it? So the first part principle of multiplication is this. Things will multiply after themselves. And the second principle is this. It has to be blessed. It has to be blessed to multiply. Jesus took the, 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 the loaves. He gave thanks. He distributed to those uh, and to everybody that was sitting, sitting, down, sitting down, he gave everybody what they wanted because they was hungry. Luke 9, 16 says, then he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and broke them. He took the bread and he broke the bread. He gave thanks and he gave it to everybody. Now I'm going to ask you a couple of hypothetical questions. You guys just bear with me. What if the disciples had taken the fish and the loaves and given it away without Jesus blessing it? Would everyone eat until they were filled? No. Everyone would have gotten a fraction of a crumb. The reason it was multiplied is because Jesus Blessed it. That's some of the problems that we have today as as Christians. We make money and we go out and do stuff with it, but we never ask God to bless it. (laughs) I'm not I'm not trying I'm not trying to I'm not trying to get superstitious or super religious, but you know what? When we sit down and we, we matter of fact, we went out, my wife and I with some friends, and we went on a food tour. Hallelujah. (laughs) I think we ate six times. Six restaurants. But do you know that each time that we sat down, we prayed and gave thanks for what was before us. Why? Because I'm not blessing it But we bless the food. We say we bless the food because we want God to bless it. So when it comes to our money, have you even asked God to bless your money? Are you just going, here's your tithe, God, and thanks? Jesus blessed what he was about to give to the disciples. Jesus blessed whatever he was getting ready to give to the disciples to turn around and give to other people. Jesus blessed and added value to everything he was given. He was given a coin and made it into a lesson of our responsibilities both to God and the government. He was given a boat and turned it into a pulpit which could stand and teach the multitudes. He was given a donkey and made it an image of a servant in leadership. He was given a bowl and a towel, and he gave a model of humility. He was given an old, splintered, rugged cross and made it as a symbol of salvation. 
no matter what it is, no matter how small it is, with the blessing of Jesus on it, it can multiply. But without the blessing of Jesus, it can never multiply. So we have to learn the first principle of multiplication is this. Things tend to multiply after themselves. Second, it has to be blessed, blessed to be multiplied. And number three, it has to be given away to multiply. Luke 9, 9 and 16, read it again. Then he took the loaves, the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples. Wait, he blessed and he broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. He gave it to the disciples to take what God gave to the disciples, and the disciples set it before the multitude. So they that ate were all filled and 12 baskets of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. Okay, I'm trying. Amen. They were all filled. Come on now. <laughs> they were, okay, I'm not going to get there again. I got a question. Got another question. Hypothetical question for you guys. What if the disciples took the bread and the fish to Jesus, and then he blessed it, and they decided to get theirs first and ate it. It would never have ever multiplied. They had to give it away. First. The blessing is essential. The blessing of Jesus is essential. But there is no, multiplica- no multiplication until it is given away. Ooh. Yes, we want God to bless our finances. But you know what God is saying? He said, the blessing is great, but there's no multiplication until you start giving it away. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Mm. If you've given something to Jesus and he has blessed it, don't consume it for yourself. It will not multiply until it is given away. Jesus said this in John chapter 12, 24. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Look, you don't go to the store to buy a pack of seeds to take those seeds and do nothing with them. You have to put those seeds in a place where they can multiply. What, what is blessed cannot do anything until it's given away. Generosity happens before you feed yourself. Just as a side note, I need you guys to understand this, and maybe this is, maybe I should say this later, 
Maybe I should have said it before, but I want you guys to understand something. That Jesus took what the boy had, he put it in the hands of Jesus. Jesus then blessed it, and then he took the five loaves and two fish and gave it to the disciples. Then the disciples went around. Now, I need you to see this. The disciples are going around because people were set. They, he had them sit in 50s. Yeah. He had them all sitting down in 50s. And he goes, and as he's giving people stuff, as soon as the disciples started giving them a piece of fish and, a, and pieces of bread is when they started to multiply. Yes. Wow. Yes. The multiplication didn't happen when Jesus handed it to, to the disciples. Yeah. The multiplication happened when they took what was given by Jesus to them, and they started dispersing it out to the people. Listen, the miracle didn't happen in Jesus' hand. Jesus transferred his power into the disciples to give to the people. The miracle of fitting the 5,000 wasn't in the hands of Jesus. He transferred the miracle into the disciples. I need to... Okay, look, there's... You got to watch TV. TV, wait, you know, what is it called? CGI and all that stuff. Now, I can't wait till they do a movie like this. That somebody sits there and breaks a piece of bread and hands it to somebody, and then they break a piece of bread. It's like, we had five loaves and we had to feed 20,000 people with five loaves. Mind you, this is what's in my mind's eye. When I broke off a piece of bread, for the 50 people that were sitting there, every time they took a, bre- a, a, a piece off of that bread, they kept eating and there was still bread left over. Yes. They didn't have to go back and go, hey, 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 hey Peter, Peter, can I get another piece? Yeah. No, what was they given to them, they kept eating until they were full. That's what the Bible said. They ate until they were filled. Yeah. Yeah. And not only were they filled, they had enough. To give back. They gave it back. What God had gave them, they turned around and gave it back. Because my my cup overfloweth. And he gives it back. The disciples got the blessing from God. They get that. They turn and give it down to the the people. The people were filled and they were like, guess what? I want to give it back. I want to give it back. The blessing that you give me, I'm now filled with everything. I'm filled with the bread of life. I'm filled with everything you've given me, and now I want to give it back. So now, we're talking about the principle of multiplication. Things tend to multiply after themselves. Second, it has to be Blessed to multiply. Third, it has to be given away to multiply. And number four, this one's a freebie. Okay, you guys ready for this? This is just going to throw this in for you guys taking notes. Number four, get out of debt. This is a freebie. We're talking about a blessed life. Now, I don't want anybody to raise your hands, but let me tell you something. You ain't blessed when you have occurred a whole bunch of debt. At least you don't feel that way, amen? Amen. Proverbs 22 and 7 says, 
The borrower is the servant to the lender. A servant. There's words, there's other words that's, that's being thrown around here that you got. It says the borrower is the slave to the lender. Do you realize that that 30 point something percent that you're paying Visa and you're only paying and you're only paying the minimum, you will never pay that card off, which means you will always be in bondage to Visa. They own you. The Bible says, oh, no man, nothing but to love them. Get out of debt. We got some things going on that's going on right here at the Building Christian Fellowship that will bless you guys about financial peace. And I know how other people do it, but we want to do it in a different way that's, that is going to work for our people. And I'm telling you right now, we, we have people here that know about finances. They, they, we're going to do classes coming up soon so that you guys will understand about debt. We're trying to keep you from getting into debt. Now, don't get me wrong. My wife and I, look, I, there was one time we were in a whole lot of debt, and even my wife and I right now, we're trying to just get to a place that all we have is a mortgage, period. You guys hear what I'm saying? I don't want anything else but a mortgage, and honestly, with the mortgage, I, I want that to be done within the next 10, 10 or 12 years. Because when my mortgage is done and I don't have any debt, then guess what I could do? I can give back more to God. Every time I, every time something's like, man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. One of my desires, my wife and I's desires is that we will, we don't have to, we don't have to sit down and worry about, oh, do we going to live off the, are we going to live off the 90% and give the 10? I would love to live off the 10% and give 90. Let's just think about it because God, God, God's going to bless it. And I'm going to be able to live off of it. Get out of debt. Get out of debt, saints of God. Get out of debt. Look, there's so many things you, you don't need. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, you don't need, you don't need all those clothes. You don't need those purses with all that other stuff. You don't need all that. Just stop. Because at the end of the day, I don't want you to be a servant to Visa, to MasterCard, to Macy's, to that car that you really think you need. I told myself, I told myself, right? I told myself, I, honestly, I'm a Ford guy. I love Ford. I got a Ford truck. Love my Ford truck, right? But do you guys know what the best kind of Ford truck is? The best kind of truck? A paid Ford. Ford truck. Don't be running out trying. Don't be going out there. Do you, do you guys? Am I getting on a soapbox? Because I just need to tell you something. In my time, and I'm not that old, you would only be up, you'd only finance a car for five years. You guys hear me? And I'm talking about it, dude. If, if, you, were buying, if you were buying a really nice car, $300 a month, you'd be like, man, that's a big, that's a big car note for five years. All of a sudden, I'm looking at commercials and like, yeah, you could pay this for this car. Your payment will be $700, $800 for a car for seven or eight years for a car that you won't even buy. I mean, that you won't even drive for five years. 
Because most of us don't even know how to take care of cars. Yep, some of y'all right now, oil lights on right now. <laughs> As I close. We got to get out of debt, saints. We got to get out of debt. We got to make it a priority so that we're no longer slaves. I just want to be a slave to the master. I don't want to, I don't want to be in bondage. I, I, I don't want, I, 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 it bothers me. It bothers me. The, the interest rates bother me. Come on, y'all. I just pray, I pray that, that when you guys hear what I'm saying to you right now, look, some people, it's, it's your conviction, however God does you into your heart, but I'm here to tell you, you know, some people are like, I'm fine with just, you know, car notes and, and a house note. That's fine. That's your conviction. But honestly, you know, we got to get in our hearts that's settled and say, you know what, God, I don't want to be under any type of bondage. I don't want to be un- under any, the, the demon of interest, the interest rates, you know, like you got to cast the demon out over your bills and just say, God, I want to, I want to be set free. So we got to remember the principle of multiplication. Things tend to multiply after themselves. Two, it has to be blessed to multiply. Three, it has to be given away to multiply. Four, you got to get out of debt. And the last thing is this. We got to give. We got to give. Got to give. Do you realize that that word give should be synonymous to Christians? We got to give. Where, when, and how. That should be the question we said. Where do we give? We give to the house of God. Listen, I'm, I'm just sharing this with you. As a pastor, I believe in generosity. I believe, matter of fact, our church supports um, uh, organizations that plant churches. We believe in that. I, we, we do that. I, I believe in missions. I believe in all that kind of stuff. But you know what we do a lot of times? We'll go, well, I'll give 5% of my tie to the church and another five to a different mission. No, that's not how it works. It goes to the house of God. That's where you get you give to. You, it's planted right here at the house of God. Then you go, well, well, okay, if I give my tithe and I give my offerings, then, then when do I give them? Every time you get paid. Every time. You know, there's a test that everybody's been getting over the last week. The, the stymie, the stimulus check. You better honor God first over all thine increase. I'm just telling you. I had somebody tell me as soon as they, they told me, matter of fact, he said, hey, pastor, uh, I got my stimulus check. I was like, well, praise the Lord. And they're like, and you know what? I'm like, what? They go, as soon as I found out, as soon as it hit my bank, I hit push pay and gave it, gave it to, the, to the Lord. I need to understand this because the person that said this to me said this scripture. Will a man rob God? I don't want to be the guy that robs God. I don't want to rob God ever again. But also, they said, I'm just waiting to see that God is going to open up a window of uh, 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 that I should a uh, blessing to pour out over, over me. 
And the last thing is how. How do we give? We don't give begrudgingly. We don't give out of necessity. But what God says, he wants, when you give, guess what this? He wants you to give with a cheerful heart. He also wants you to give extravagantly. Like Mary, when she broke her, her, her perfume, her worship over God. That's how God wants us to give. Now, before you hesitate to give everything to Jesus, remember that God is the first and foremost is the best giver of them all. Everybody's familiar with the very famous verse, John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What an, it's, it's amazing to think about this. God multiplied life through the life of his son, through the, the death and the burial and the resurrection of his son. He gave. And because he gave one, one life, one life, Jesus, one life, that he, died, he lived and he died and he resurrected so that many, because God gave and he's still giving and there's still multiplication because of the one life, Jesus himself, because of one resurrection, because of the greatest victory that ever was happened, happened on the cross. There is literally millions of millions and millions of Christians around the world. How many people do you know that have given their life to Christ and now are experiencing eternal salvation through the grace of God? Because he gave. But you can never, ever, ever outgive God. Before you give anything, you need to give your heart to Jesus. You must first receive what he's paid for. The Bible says that anyone that calls upon the name of Jesus will be saved. Receive his grace and his forgiveness today. Only then are you ready to put what you have into his hands. Your life. To trust him to be a blessing we do this not to repay him but to reflect what he has done for us then we can stand in amazement and see God's multiplication to, to work in our lives God wants us to live the blessed life so that we could be a blessing to those around us amen Amen. Stand to your feet. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.